The next time you're on Interstate 80, stop in and see the folks at the Iowa 80 Truck Stop at Exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. They're always open and ready to serve you. Enjoy a sit-down meal at the Iowa 80 Kitchen or grab a bite from one of their nine quick-serve restaurants. You'll love their clean restrooms, huge gift store, beautiful convenience store, and, of course, the Super Truck Showroom stocked with plenty of chrome, lights, and more. While you're there, don't forget to visit the Iowa 80 Trucking Museum next door. It's free. The entire team at the Iowa 80 is very excited to celebrate 60 years with you. They look forward to being your home away from home for another 60 years. Sending you a giant thank you from Iowa 80, the world's largest truck stop on I-80, exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. Iowa 80. It's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across the USA and around the world, we are Red Eye Radio. I'm Gary McNamara. He's Eric Harley. I don't want it to get cold now. Because yesterday it went up, yeah. only went up to like 102 or 103. Right. And it was like, this is nice. <laughs> it wasn't 110 or 111. I'm like, this is okay. Yeah. And so it's like, <laughs> you turned off the air conditioning in here a little while ago. I'm like, mm. well, that's, 76 see, is really cold. That's the problem. <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to get to that because next week you and I, uh, the top of the hour, we are looking at the, uh, a forecast for next week. We're going to get into the low 70s. At night. And over the past year, even air conditioning, which is normal for Texas, it's normal in December, is <laughs> just sometimes feeling a little too chilly for me. And it's like, I don't know if I can get... If, if we get to an ambient temperature of like 55 I mean, I, I don't know if I'm going to handle the cold well anymore. For some reason, <laughs> over the last year, it's gotten worse. I'm, you know, and it always happens. The older you get, your circulation slows down, and mm-hmm. you don't top, tolerate the uh, the cold. And the heat, uh, you know, has been, my gosh. We've had uh, above 100 temperatures, I'm pretty sure, since 1937. <laughs> What what gets me is uh, how your body becomes accustomed. Everything is relative. Yeah. For example, when it gets to be wintertime, it'll be 68 in my house. Yeah. And I'll be walking around in a sweatshirt, stuff like that. And I, mm-hmm. and I love it. I love when it's 68. Mm-hmm. The temperature in my house right now, and I go to sleep in it, 78. Mm. Mm-hmm. And if it gets to 76... Like this is too cold, yeah. seventy eight, and put the ceiling fan on. We and keep it's, it, and yeah. it's perfect. And I can't believe it that I, there's such a wide range of 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 temperatures that I like to sleep in. Because during the winter, I like to sleep sixty eight, and I sleep great. But it's just it's so hot outside that I think everything is sort of relative. 
your body sort of adjusts, I think. I, well, it does. Uh, you know, you, you acclimate, and then your circulation does change as you get older. Maybe is, that's it, you know, but I won't admit just it. Kind of, I know, right? It's, it can't be my age. It can't be my age, no. <laughs> and and we keep it about, it's about set between 70 and 72, depending on, you know, uh, what's going on. But uh, the that's that's where we keep it in the summer. In the winter, I rarely use my heat. We have uh, a couple of the um, uh, space heaters from Eden Pure, our great sponsor. And we use them around the house, and they're so efficient. But on top of that, we also don't like it really warm in the house. We don't. I don't turn my heater on unless we get to a point where we're going to get to a very good, solid, hard freeze. Then we turn the heater. Well, you know what happens, what happens to me is because all my windows face the southwest. Mm-hmm. So the sun is so low in the sky yeah, that the vast majority of the afternoon it's coming in. Yeah, yeah. And and yeah. I I open my windows and it heats the house like that yeah. in the wintertime. So, yeah, yeah I, don't use, I don't use my heat much either. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, a little, little, little cooling is okay. 102, 103. I think it's supposed to be 102 today. That's going to be great. But I walked out yesterday afternoon. I went, well, this is wonderfully mild. You know, it feels like fall. Mm-hmm. And and growing up, when you grow up in Buffalo, that's just a weird thing that you walk out and it's 102. And you're like, I sense the sun's a little bit, I, the sun's changed position. It is fallish out here. Yeah. And yeah. meanwhile, they're having summer there. I talked to Dad yesterday and it was, I don't know, like 1, 2 in the afternoon. I said, what's your temperature? He goes, 71 it's like oh, 71. Man. They've had a very cold summer. It's weird. I saw a meteorologist online uh, line out what was going on in that separation of what's going on in the Northeast versus what's going on with a lot of us that have been under this heat dome, it seems like, since 1937. It's been going on forever. <laughs> and, you know, I I do like... The heat. I like the warmer temperatures, but I am right now. It's. I saw. I was. I watched something. It was a. I think a preview for a movie or something yesterday, and it had this pouring rain. I thought, oh, just one day of pouring rain or just some oh. rain would be great right now. Came up in, in our area. Came up in my uh, up in my Facebook memories mm. uh, from last year. Mm. Uh, yesterday, last year, we were getting. Uh, up to three inches an hour oh, of wow. rain. Yeah, <laughs> and, wow. And I and I saw the radar from yeah. last year. That I'm like, can we just get just for one hour three inches of rain like that? Well, <laughs> and then you look at the people, our friends in California, that have been dealing with the uh, with Hillary and the storm, to be clear, and and it's just, I mean, it's. Did you see the uh, what was it, Dodger Stadium? Dodger Stadium, yeah. Whoa, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it looks like the parking lots were quite flooded yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Insane. Yeah, some Insane. of the some of the flooding there was well, and was then, pretty unbelievable. I and then I heard this and and you know, it, I think it is historically true, but if we have a strong El Nino in the winter, then we typically have a winter uh or a wetter winter with lower temperatures than lower than normal. Yeah, I saw the official farmers almanac. Yeah. Uh, if that's like, true, then we're going to be at that point yeah. in February of going, okay, enough rain, and we'd like some sunlight well, and some yeah, warmth. We know what the Farmer's Almanac said it might be might be colder and a little bit more rainy and uh, expected. There could be a 
snowstorm in late January. Well, that's well, like that's, normal. That's yeah, like what that, we always get. I mean, that's like, right. That or February. Normally yeah. it's – I don't know why it's – Between you, mid-January and mid-February yeah, typically. Yeah, is when we always get yeah. it. You would think that you would think that we would get it, I don't know, something – not that we don't because we've gotten the ice storms, but it mm. seems like more of the snow usually comes in, you know, between January and February, late yeah. January, early February. I saw one uh, prediction that showed – it, but it wouldn't be in the fall. It wouldn't be until we get closer to winter actually kicking in, which is, you know, uh, after mid-December. I mean, December 20th or 21st mm-hmm. officially. And I'm like, yeah, we're going to need some cooler temps before. <laughs> but we're losing a lot of daylight right now in the northern hemisphere uh, over the next, what, uh, 15 days or so. I was telling you during the break, I actually measured it. We're going to lose about 27 minutes of daylight a day. I not, like, not a day. We'll, yeah, we'll, yeah. It's, we'll, we'll, by September 6th, we'll lose it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Over the next 15 days, right. we're going to – did I say a day? A day, yeah. You oh, said 27 I'm sorry. minutes a day. Um, a, a daylight, yeah, uh, total uh, between now and then. Sorry. And that's the that's the thing that I don't like. I'd like the sun. I just don't want all that. You know, the, the over the top heat from it. I I like I like it to be, uh, frankly, um, I like more like uh, some of the uh, areas of California have year round. <laughs> well, and now for a segment called "Just Something I've Noticed," brought to you by our friends at Motel Six. Just something I've noticed: bargain hunting is back. I mean, bargain hunting's always been around. We always love a great deal, but man, everywhere you look, people are bargain hunting. You know, there's so many great ways to find great deals. Hey, I have a great find in your bargain hunting journey. Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price that's a real bargain when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CPREDEYE, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That is a bargain. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Every year, though, starting really around the middle of August, when it normally gets very hot, yeah, I do. I do a complete cleaning of the entire house, and I mean baseboards mm-hmm. and everything. So that's all I did yesterday, and and the, like for the last week, that's what I've been doing. And uh, I always do it because it's normally so hot. There's nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. Even my, you know, my golf instructor. Where have you been? I'm not hitting golf balls when it's 109 outside. <laughs> Next week, it was supposed to get to 90. Those are 96, 97. I'll get, I'll get out at 10 in the morning then mm-hmm. when it's still in the 80s. But we got – the other day it was like 11, 15 in the morning and talking to my dad. He said, what's, 
what's the temperature? I'm like, 101. He goes, it's not even noon there. I went, I know. Yeah. It's like, and it's like, it's I'm crazy. Not gonna, because I get up about 10 o'clock. I'm not going to go take a lesson then when it's no, already I, in the hundreds. Yeah. I, you know, um, you got to get it done early. Whatever you're going to do, you got to get it done early. Yeah. So that's why, like I said, it's all outdoor work. And yep. then uh, the grass has been, it's been so hot, the grass has not been growing fast. No. So I've been cutting my lawn like once every 10 days. So I'll probably do it uh, tomorrow morning or or Friday morning early. Yeah, I prob- I'm, I probably I'm trying wait. to decide. I probably, could, probably could wait till Saturday and do it at eight in the morning. I I'm trying to decide because that, that that's the same thing. It's it's like you know, and and I don't mind it looking even a little bit shaggy because when you cut it, you're exposing again more of the you know more of it to uh, more of the heat more of the sunlight. Yeah, sunlight. I have southern Bermuda, and when you cut it, even though I cut it very high, mm-hmm. you can see the damage. Like exactly. The, the, the yeah. top part of the grass exactly. will turn brown. Yeah. Even though you're, it's not dying, it looks like it is, but yeah. the beneath it, but it's just damaging the shock of the propeller hitting the, the grass blade. It's so incredibly hot. And the thing is, too, I may wait till Saturday and do it at 8 o'clock, and it's like, won't you wake up your neighbors? No. They're all out cutting their lawn, too, at 8 o'clock in Man, the when I go out at, at, at 7 or 8 o'clock in the morning, on, it's like I'm late. <laughs> As, you know, because the sun's, I think sunrise is just before 7 o'clock right now in our area. And I go out, and my neighbors are already out there working. Yeah. I, I may do something. I may do a couple of things this morning. But uh, I've been doing the same thing. It's about a 10-day schedule. And if you keep it higher, it doesn't require as much water. And I'm okay with it looking the way it looks now. It, it, you can't really tell from the street at all. I can no, tell, no, you can't. Yeah. but I try to not think, <laughs> not apply my own standard to it. It's like, yeah, but the part up here by the garden is looking a little, yeah, it's uh, much better to just let it go a little bit. And not have to use much as much water. You don't want to have LBS uh, lawn. Yeah. What was it called? Lawn. Oh, no, lawn obsession. Uh, obsession. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not, disorder. Oh. Yeah. Yes, disorder. Yeah. L-O-D. I already have that. LOD. Yeah. yeah. I already have that. I get it. I already too. have it. I have it for edging. That came from my mother, though. Yeah. The edging has to be, especially the corners. Mm-hmm. But I have an electric. Don't round those corners. Oh my! Do not round those corners. Thing is, my I never forget my mom cut the lawn. There was no problem when I was a kid cutting the lawn. Yeah, and then she'd say, "I want you to edge it." Now we there were no, you know, you had the hand edger, you pushed it. Yeah, and she'd go along the sidewalk. You know, now there's a couple of blades of grass over the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah, and I'd have to redo it again. So, I. I despised her as a teenager for that. You let your lawn <laughs> grow like a hippie. No, no, no. Just the opposite. That obsession stayed with her son. I and I, I, and I when, when I first when I first bought my house, you know, yeah. there I was in the lawn, and first time I edged it, and it was perfect. I mean, like, and the corners. I took the. I actually took a picture and sent it to my mom, saying. See what you did to me. <laughs> See yeah. what you did to me. Mine started with base housing because I started mowing lawns, mm-hmm. you know, to make a little money. I did the same thing. Yeah. And then my dad thought, well, you can also do it as now that I know you can accomplish that by yourself. 
feel free. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. The, one of the biggest disappointments of my life. Uh, I mean, a great lesson of family response, the family responsibility was when, um, you know, we did our chores and got a small allowance. I don't remember what it was, but if we did our chores. Mm-hmm. And so then when I got the paper out, my brother and I got paper out and said, good, we don't have to do the chores any longer. Oh, no. Oh, no. It just made your day longer. <laughs> no, it's like, yeah. so, so I've got to, I've got to do the paper out and then I have to do the lawn too. And I don't get an allowance anymore. There was well, nothing. Well, welcome to family responsibility, Gary. <laughs> with, with paper routes, there was nothing like still being in bed and hearing that thud of the papers being delivered to you, the big bundle yeah. in front of your house and realizing you're not already awake to run out and you, grab that. You did the morning. I yeah. did. We had the afternoon. Oh, uh, I did. We the did mo- it was yeah. brutal. We did the afternoon so after, after school. Yeah. 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 We didn't have an evening edition, unfortunately. We had because my brother and I shared it a hundred and ten houses. Yeah, we this we was after every... we moved off base in Del Rio, uh, and it was only a morning edition. Yeah, yeah we had the so. big the big uh, wa- you know wagon that we pulled yeah. with all the newspapers in, and yeah. then then the I think I'm trying to think uh, did they have a Sunday edition or was it the Saturday night edition? Because mm. one there were two papers at the time. I think one was a Saturday night edition. They didn't print on Sunday. Yeah. Then there was a Sunday morning edition from the other newspaper. But right. The right. Saturday night edition with all the ads. Mm. You had a hundred and was yeah, hundred and ten of those. Oh man, the that inserts. <laughs> just, just They're, how thick the yeah, the entire paper was right. with the inserts. Yeah, yeah. And then try and put a bag on that. Yeah. Because actually, it's going to rain. It doesn't matter if it's not going to rain. Remember, rubber band or plastic bag, right? Yes. Rubber yep, band yep. if it wasn't going to rain. Yep. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, well, you threw it over to Mr. Jones' house, and we, his sprinkler came on. You didn't put it in a we bag. A, we actually went up and set it in the doorway or opened up the screen door. Most people had the screen doors yeah. that they could yeah. put the glass in. You'd, you'd dump it in there we, uh, more often than actually just – you wouldn't throw them. We had to get it. We, we did throw them, but we had to get it close. You could not get it out by the street. Had to be up close, fairly close to the door. Don't make them work for it. And then you had to go collect. There was no, oh yeah, there was no the collection. auto payment. Yeah. You got to go collect. <laughs> you remember that? I forgot oh. about the. Almost forgot about the collecting. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> can I write a check? Yes, you can write a check for the seven dollars. Forgot about that. Oh. We, were, we were 13, 14 year old business people, weren't yeah. we back then? Exactly. Right. And bill collectors at the same time. Right. Eight six six ninety red eye. Another heat wave in the Plains and Midwest. This is a tough heat wave with triple-digit temperatures extending northward all the way through much of the Great Plains, except near the Canadian border, all the way into the western Corn Belt. Needs increased crop concerns, according to USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey. Pretty late in the season for summer crops, but we do have some vulnerability for any filling corn and soybeans and other immature summer crops. Yet he says relief is on the way starting Friday. A rather strong cold front will start working its way across across the northern United States. By the time we get into the early part of the weekend, we'll start seeing relief in the southern part of the Corn Belt, getting those temperatures mostly back below 90 degrees by Saturday. And then as we finish off the weekend and move into Sunday, we're actually looking at very autumnal conditions across the northern plains into the Midwest with temperatures in a lot of areas below 80 degrees. Low overnight temperatures could dip into the 40s and 50s. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C.
This report is made possible by Cenex Roadmaster XL Premium Diesel and Sitco Lubricants. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. You know, uh, thinking about the uh, debate tonight, the first debate for the uh, Republicans, and we always hear, well, we need to know what uh, people do, you know, if they become president, you know, where they stand on all the issues. But when you think about it, not all of it is about running for president. I saw where Ramaswamy said he's going to go after DeSantis. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm sure that uh, uh, Tim Scott, because he hit DeSantis again, on the and you know the the whole uh, 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 Florida race curriculum, mm. where he said that Santis uh, agrees with Kamala Harris, which again is BS. We all know it. Yeah, not the same. Yeah. They don't they don't agree uh, on it, and we know that Nikki Haley has gone after him already. Uh, interesting article from Charles Cooks talking about those three saying they're not running for president; they're running mm. for vice a vice presidential yeah. shot right. or a cabinet shot. Yeah. They know they can't win. And so that's what they're doing. Now, uh, Christie believes probably that he can win. He may be the one going after Trump. But if you have, there's a couple of things here. First off, uh, if you look at uh, uh, Chris Christie, do you go after, do you try to knock off the guy who has, for the most part, been in second place the most time Mm. and try to get some of his? Do all of them view it as impossible to whittle away at Trump right now? And so will they view that it's the right time to go after DeSantis? Uh, now, if you want a vice presidential slot, if you're a Nikki Haley or if you're a Tim Scott, well, then you go after DeSantis because you want to look good for Donald to Donald Trump. Yeah, right. And if you want a cabinet spot, Ramaswamy, probably. Yeah. Well, then you do the same thing because he's already told his allies he's going after Ron DeSantis tonight. You're listening to Red Eye Radio from the Uniden America Studios. And I'm Gary McNamara along with Eric Harley. Good morning. So the uh, uh, debate tonight, and so uh, I have a feeling that you're going to have at least three. Uh, And that would be uh, Tim Scott, Nikki Haley, and Ramaswamy. If you're going to ask me for... My predictions, who's most likely to go after DeSantis, it would be those three. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably Chris Christie might you know, do the same as to the others. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen there. I just wonder if any of them believe that right now is the time to attack Trump or whittle away at DeSantis and hope to start moving up into the polls second or third. Or... You're just your only goal is you wish to be Trump's vice president, and so you're going to attack and viciously attack uh, DeSantis because your goal is not to move up. Your goal is to give a good impression to Trump mm-hmm. to hopefully be a vice presidential candidate or his vice presidential running mate or um, uh, on the cabinet. I don't know why Tim Scott would want that. 
I because he would have a future I, some other time. I would not. Well, if you if you are not worried about ever being president, then I I don't know the 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 point of being a cabinet member, except for all right, it gets you a place on the board of directors of you know whatever company or any company uh, for for life, which you probably can already get if you're a Tim Scott as a former senator. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the goal is because it isn't going to be the case where you're going to be a cabinet member and then you're going to run for president. That's that you might run, but you're carrying a lot of baggage from whoever you served under. It doesn't matter who you serve under. And do you actually want to do that? Having said that, Hillary did it as Secretary of State. She didn't do it successfully. And can it be done successfully is the question, I guess. And and is that the goal? I mean, well, I just want the prominence. I want to be uh, part of a, an administration and then one day have, you know, a shot at the White House. I don't know. There's one headline I saw yesterday. Ramaswamy tells allies that he'll go after Trump. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. He'll go after DeSantis. Yeah. Not, not Trump. Mm. DeSantis. Um, because I look at it and you say, all right, so you want to whittle away at DeSantis a couple of points. Yeah. You don't believe you can whittle away 10% of Trump's points. Mm, right. Then when do you go after him? You eventually have to go unless, like I said, unless, uh, you know, if if you're running for president, I think you attack, you have to find a way to attack Trump and DeSantis at the same time on different issues. Hmm. You know, I I think that, uh, you know, Tim Scott comparing on Florida's, uh, you know, history curriculum, comparing DeSantis to Kamala Harris is a weak argument. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that to me, it's almost uh, to me, it's almost like Trump going after DeSantis and saying that New York did a better job of COVID than Florida. Right. Same thing. It doesn't. Nobody's going to buy it. You only do something like that because you're attempting to you're, brand you're, them in a way. Brand yeah. him as a liberal, and therefore, well, you know, why would Tim Scott be doing that? Well, right. does he wish to be Trump's vice president? Therefore, he's trying to get on Trump's good side. Would be the question that you have. And again, this is all this is all speculation and and source stories about what you know what each candidate plans on on doing and what their eventual goals are. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest, do you, because this is where it came down to, and I think it was, I forgot who wrote it uh, yesterday that, that wrote the whole article about saying, look, uh, Tim Scott knows he can't win. Uh, Nikki Haley knows she can't win. Ramaswamy knows they can't win. They're there for just one purpose, and that's for a vice president or cabinet job. That's it. Do they actually think that way? Or does every candidate, remember when they had, Remember when they had the t- <laughs> the the two tier primary <laughs> debates? <laughs> You'd be on the upper tier or the lower tier. 
And they had, they remember, they had two debates. Yeah. They, that, that was really interesting. They had the kids' table and the right. adults' table. Right. Did, did, every, <laughs> did every one of those candidates actually believe that they had a chance of being president? Uh. Does Chris Christie really feel like that? Does he really believe? Because he said, I'll be the nominee. Does he really believe that? <laughs> Here's the other question. <laughs> if not, does he really believe that he'll convince people of that and change the polls simply by repeating that? <laughs> it's not going to get you there. The, the, only, the only thing I could think of for most if you're if you're outside of uh DeSantis or Christie and I say Christie in a, in a second tier to De, to to DeSantis unless you're one of those two the only thing you have to be thinking of I have a chance if Trump drops out well I have a chance if Trump drops out and I have a chance when, uh, if that happens, and and when the others drop out. I'm going to clear the way, and then my numbers will automatically, by default, jump up if Trump is out. And then I can go head-to-head with DeSantis. That has to be the thinking. And so what you're saying and is, I have the political clout uh, to to get it done. I don't know what his war chest looks like. I don't know what any of them. I mean, we know DeSantis and Trump, you know, have healthy war chests, but they even DeSantis is, is blowing through some money. He's he's blowing. <laughs> he's blowing through money like campaign managers, <laughs> like he's blowing through campaign managers. Um, but <laughs> But those are the, you know, those are the things you look at it is who has the ability. I I don't want to discount Chris Christie's ability to raise money in certain states. Soft Republican states, and by soft Republican, I mean, well, in certain states, a Republican in that state is not your Republican in Oklahoma or Texas. And there could be some fundraising going on, you know, that where he's successful. Look, John McCain became the nominee in 2008. Mitt Romney in 2012. (laughs) So (laughs) think about this. (laughs) Newt Gingrich could not stand up to Mitt Romney. Exactly. Because that's what it comes down to. No, that's to. what it comes down to. That's what it comes down to. Right. No, that's that's so, absolutely so, it. And and so when you saw, when you witnessed a Newt Gingrich in the mid-90s as speaker, and then you realized roughly, that would have been 15 years later, 15, 16 years later, mm. where there he is running for president, and he can't match Mitt Romney. Yeah. Wow. That even Tim Allen said, no, Romney, he is a robot. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> Tim Allen agrees with Eric. No, but it, but it, it, no, it just shows you you never know what's going to happen in one of these things. You never know what's going to happen in, in, in one of the debates. Here's a question. 
you eventually have to start attacking Trump. When do you do it? Because I know one of the things that they're thinking is, maybe they're not. Here's what I'd be thinking. If I attack Trump now, will people get on my case because he's not there to defend himself? I know it's stupid, but so much of politics is about likability, feelings, uh, whether you like it or not. You know, that's why you've got these independents, mm-hmm. you know, a week away from the election mm-hmm. during the final debate going, well, I'm really not sure whether I would like to vote for, you know, Bernie Sanders or uh Ron Paul, they're so much alike. <laughs> well, it's, you know, there's the thing is that um, I, I I also think the question is, because you have to tread lightly, you're going to need Trump's base on board with you if you believe, if, if you became the nominee. In order to get there, you're going to need his base on board. In it, order to beat him... You have to you have to convert Trump's base. So is the only argument he's afraid to debate us, that's why he didn't show up, or eventual argument that I wouldn't bring up right now, but later on in probably in a in a future debate, he can't win. Whether you love him or hate him, he can't win that seems to well, be the debate that and, and that's exists it. everywhere and maybe in this first debate it is more of i can win you're not saying trump can't win you're just saying i believe i can beat joe biden you just say it that way um you could if you're DeSantis, i believe i can beat joe biden or the current governor of california <laughs> and, and now by the way that would get a great applause line no, I I think that I yeah. I I would be shocked if someone doesn't bring it up tonight, and because I think that there's going to be talk about you know look, everybody knows it. it's it's going to be the obvious, everybody knows it. Uh, he's he's not going to uh, live up to uh, running a full campaign. Uh, it doesn't matter what they say, you know, right. and, and then they're going to bring up Newsom's name. I'm sure, but those are the things I think, and maybe that is the approach. Look, they're gonna they're gonna. Maybe you let Chris Christie be the the big attack dog this time. And you throw out some things and say, well, I disagree with Mr. Trump, but you don't go full on just yet. You're going to, because again, in order for you to get the nomination, it requires you to convert his base. Okay, one more question here. Even though Republicans choose Trump over DeSantis, Trump's favorability ratings, depending on the polls, are just as good or better than Trump's, which means Republicans really like him. If you attempt to make the absurd argument that even every Trump supporter knows was BS, as as Trump said that, you know, that New York handled COVID better than uh, than Florida. If they try that, does that work against them? Because DeSantis it's just viewed that he hasn't done a great job marketing himself. Nobody is doubting his political street cred for what he's done in Florida. No one. Right. And right. if you do, most Republicans say, nah, okay, no, that's gone too far. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I Look, DeSantis still gets high ratings as governor. 
he still has widespread approval. And, he, and he's got great favorability ratings with Republicans in general. It's just they yeah. choose Trump over him well, for and president. It, and, and it really is right now about uh, winnability. Electab- it's, it's not electability because we know he's electable. It's winnability. And you're, you're going to have to say on that stage at some point, I can beat Joe Biden. I can beat Gavin Newsom. 86690-RED-EYE. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carly, and I'm Gary McNamara. Well, since both you and I believe that uh, doing the predictions for, like, the NFL are stupid, yeah. uh, let's do the prediction. Who do you think will come out as the winner? Because I always pick the winner. Who do you think will be the winner tonight? I, I, <laughs> I have no idea, I, but I'm, I, I'll take a shot at it. The sound bites will probably go to Ramaswamy and DeSantis. But actually, okay. Well, soundbite is a big word because a negative soundbite, it could be a, a Chris Christie. He's going to try and get the gotcha soundbite. He's going to try and get the one that gets into the, you know, the CNN circulation of playing over and over again. You know, he wants to be in that rotation of going after Trump. So in terms of sound bites, it might be Chris Christie because he's probably going to be the attack dog. Uh, against Trump tonight, which is not I'm, a huge prediction. Again, I'm I'm going to say it because who won? Yeah, <laughs> I may have a different opinion. Yeah, but but I would say the media will probably pick pick Ramaswamy. Ramaswamy, if you're going to look on ideas and being able to convey an idea, I think he's a he's the winner of the debate. But who gets more sound bites? You know, I guess we'll see. I'm guessing Chris Christie. We'll see. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord! We get it! They have chemistry! Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.